And welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. My name is Dave. Dave, we are entrenched in a podcast war. Yes, we are. <laughs> and it's only your second episode. Yeah, episode two. I made it to episode two. You did. That is true. It was a very tough decision. That voting that I had done secretly yeah. was like right there on the button, but everything yeah. went well. You got rave reviews, so you are back. <laughs> Dave, the Ian Hates Music co-host. Did you run the, the voting on Alt Press by chance? <laughs> <laughs> well, now that I and the show are so famous. Yeah. You know, probably. Yeah, you, you were famous all right for a full day <laughs> oh, right there. I do like that you have pushed that completely on me. I am the famous <laughs> one. <laughs> Let's talk about what actually happened on that day. Everyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, we will certainly get to it. So we're going to tell you the story here. So Dave, it was a Thursday, I think is when you texted uh, me. Yeah, Thursday. Thursday of last week. And I got a text from Dave saying, hey, did you see that the used has a brand new song? And I think I wrote back something like, no, like I'm in the lab. I haven't had a chance to listen. Mm -hmm. And what were your words that you used for me? I made sure you were sitting down before you... <laughs> Before you listen to the song. Yep. So while I was working, I took a seat. I pulled out the old Spotify and I took a listen. Now, the name of the song is Over and Over Again, right? That's it. I cannot believe I even made it through the track. <laughs> From the opening note, I was like, what the fuck? That's cowbell at the beginning. I wouldn't be I surprised. I like to think it is. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. But look, Dave, maybe I should shut my mouth because I don't want to be called names for the things no. that I'm saying. <laughs> you don't want to be so narrow-minded. No, I don't want to be a troll. and <laughs> I don't want to be <laughs> narrow-minded. So yes, I went ahead and I go, okay, well, I'm going to make a partially true statement and a part joke about this new use track. So I went on Twitter, I went on Facebook, and I said something about like, hey, have you listened to the new use track? Don't listen to their old stuff and remember how talented they used to be. The remaining part of my soul hurts. It was very paraphrased, but something like that, right? Yeah, that was, that was really close. So I went about my day and some people, you know, tweeted me and they were like, oh, it's that bad. I can't believe it, blah, blah. You know, I talked back to them. I then went ahead and put out the show for that week. I'm in fucking Iowa, you know, on work. There's nothing to do. And I've been waiting to see it. And they had these advanced showings, so why don't I go see it? So I went and I saw it. And then on my way out, my phone was blowing up from people that were saying, hey, did you see that you're in alt press? <laughs> and I go, wow. I mean, I guess that's awesome, even though I don't yeah, really. Did you think it was a positive thing at first? Absolutely, Dave. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so delusional, but I thought, hey. Maybe All Press heard an awesome interview. Maybe they heard Ian Hates Conversations with one of the great bands I've had on. Or maybe, you know, they were impressed by the show where I took clips of Jackson's voice and made him say different <laughs> things. You know what? Maybe someone listens. Maybe they enjoyed something and they're like, oh, let's highlight this person or blah, blah. Then I see the name of the article, which I have right here. It's called Op-Ed in Defense of the Used Over and Over Again. And they're in kind of quotes, new sound. Mm -hmm. Now, I am not right now going to say the name of the quote-unquote writer of this article. <laughs> but Dave, 
because I've been talking a lot, why don't you go ahead and kind of say what this article says? Well, he was upset that you were so narrow-minded and you didn't <laughs> like it, which is uh, he's saying you have to like it, basically. How dare you have an opinion that you dislike a, a bad song? It's a bad song. Whoa, hold on. Don't say that. <laughs> it's bad. Watch yourself, Dave. He actually took my tweet and took a screenshot of it, as well as a few other people's tweets where one actually links to the music video. Now, keep in mind, I did not watch the music video, nor did I talk about the music video. It's strange. This article does focus a lot on the music video, but he lumps everyone who has a differing opinion from himself into being narrow-minded and a troll. Yeah. So I don't want to get completely into everything I want to say because my first reaction to this was obviously hilarity. I started laughing my ass <laughs> off. I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, I'm actually being called a troll and narrow-minded on all press. This is fucking hilarious. It's fucking great. <laughs> because when have I ever cared what all press says about anything? Yeah. What we also have to do, though, too, is remember that this is an op-ed piece. This is just some you know, freelance writer that they hire from time to time to write something like this. And obviously, this article is sucking the used dick. I mean, that's what they're doing. Yeah. They're not yeah. going to say anything bad about the used. After laughing and telling people and sharing it on social media and laughing about it some more, I wrote, and I'm gonna, once again, I'm going to say, quote unquote, writer, because I don't really consider this writing, nor do I consider this an article. But I wrote him on Twitter because if you click on his name, and I will have this linked in the episode, so you can go yeah. ahead and you can check all of it out. But when you click on his name, it goes to his little section where it has links to all the things he's written. It says a little bit about himself, and it has his Twitter account. I took his at name, and I messaged him. And I said something very nice, and I said, you know, hey, you know, you're able to call me names, but why don't you actually come talk to me? and invited him on the show. Now, I've mm -hmm. continued to do that every single day. <laughs> and I'm always very nice, I'm very cordial, and I'm very professional because I do want him to come on the show. So what I wanted to do was formally invite him on the show right now. Open forum, just me and him, and Ian hates conversations. He'll get the whole time, and he can not only, you know, talk about his case and why he did this, but also talk about his background, talk about whatever he wants, and we can have a nice little debate about music and people's music tastes and what they consider to be a troll and not, because what mm -hmm. I will say right now, I don't consider myself a troll if I had at mentioned the used and said, yeah. hey, you guys aren't talented anymore, and <laughs> the song is the worst track you have ever done, which is true. It is the absolute worst track they have ever done. If I had said that, that's being a troll. Going on someone's Facebook page, an artist's Facebook page, an artist's Twitter, an artist's Instagram, yeah. and talking shit about their stuff without them asking you, that's being a troll. Going ahead and making a partial joke on my own Twitter account is not being a troll. Plus, this guy who wrote the article does not know how far back I go with the use, nor does he know the long, long use story that I told on the show last year. So he has no idea about any of this stuff. So it's just funny to obviously generalize 
and try and put all these people into one category, which is what I thought you weren't supposed to do. Yeah, if I'm sure if you got him on the show, you could make an alt press episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think alt press cares whatsoever about the show, but then also they care about him. <laughs> they might. I mean, yeah, that is true. They might care about him. But here's the thing, too. I totally understand that this might not be in his wheelhouse. I will also say, if you want to do a debate article, you know, if you want me to write down my points and have a point counterpoint, I am completely fine with doing that. But I have mics. And I don't know why you would ever want to do the written word when we can actually have a conversation where I'm not going to be like him and start calling him names the way he called me names. I think I know what it is, though, after really thinking about it. You haven't been playing the Sleeping with Siren singles. <laughs> and he's had enough. He has had enough. <laughs> what if that was really his stance? You have to like Sleeping with Sirens if you like alt press. I mean... They come together. Well, look, I am surprised that he hasn't picked up any other Twitter messages about that. That's for sure. Because <laughs> we're going to get to another one of those terrible garbage tracks later on in the show. Oh, yeah. I do want to make this point, Dave, and I think you're probably on the same wavelength with me on this as well. A track isn't bad because an artist switched genres. No. I mean, Bring Me the Horizon switched genres. Oh, yeah. I like those. Just to circle back for a second... That was the point of his article, was saying that the scene, quote-unquote, and by the way, he should know we are the scene. So he, he shouldn't even be making any comments like that. But when he mentions in the article that people in the scene shouldn't be as narrow-minded and shouldn't automatically assume that if something is in a different genre, it's bad, he should know better than that. That's why I don't think he really knows music. The whole point is not that a song is bad because the genre has changed. It's because it's just a bad song. And we as listeners do not have to assume that because a band switches genres, that it's good. Yeah. There's a, a couple of songs we're going to be talking about today that they kind of switch genres. And I like them. Well, I will say that is the only time that I trolled recently. Literally, I don't think I've ever trolled anyone until... On Friday, so this was after Thursday and everything that went down that night, I listened to the new Like Moss the Flame song, and we will talk about that a little bit later. But I did like the direction and the sound, so I wrote on Twitter, I really like the new direction and sound of this, and I tagged Like Moss the Flames, and I tagged Alt Press. I said, hey, Alt Press, why don't you take this tweet and write an article about it with a whole <laughs> bunch of laughter? And of course, they did not. <laughs> they weren't going to respond to me. <laughs> but that just goes to show once again, it has nothing to do with the genre change. It has to do with really fucking making bad music. Yeah, that, I mean, it's it's bad. I mean, I can say something's bad, you know. I, people think everything has to be good anymore. It, it gets annoying. I mean, there's plenty of podcasts I'm sure listeners also listen to where every album's great, everyone's good, and nothing can ever be bad. This is where honesty comes in if it's... If it's bad, it's bad. Just admit it. Yeah, look, I would love if everything was good. And I'm also not saying that there aren't people that won't like that track. You know, there are always going to be people that like a certain sound that a band has no matter what. And some people that might like a new sound better than the old sound. That goes without saying. But don't tell yeah. me that I can't make any comment I want. And I'll state this too. I know more music and I know more about music than he ever will. <laughs> yeah. So no one tells me what I can and cannot do. And no one calls me names without me getting some type of a retort. 
right now once again, and we'll move on from this subject from this podcast war. <laughs> and I will say, I challenge him to come on the show. The show will be dedicated to him. I'm not going to be setting a trap for him. It's just a regular Ian hates conversations. Obviously, he doesn't know the show, so he doesn't know what that means. But that means mm-hmm. we will just have a conversation about that article, about music in general, and anything else that comes up. Free reign, open forum, won't be edited. So I put that out there to him once again, and I will continue to invite him politely, cordially, and professionally on the show by Twitter every single day. (laughs) Still have yet to hear back from him, but I will say this. By the next time we record Ian Hates Music, you know, whether he wants to have fun with it or blah, blah, if he has not answered, then I will say the things that I want to say next week. I'm pretty excited. <laughs> you sound it, Dave. You sound it. Maybe if you play some Sleeping With Sirens today for him, he'll come around. <laughs> well, I'll do that just for him then in new songs. <laughs> <laughs> but for right now, how about we listen to a little bit of the new You song going in to see news? I don't have much uh, positive to say about this one, so take it away. All right, Dave, it is scene news time. I say we run through a lot of these because no one cares about news. So (laughs) our first one we've got here is Veil of Maya. They are set to release their brand new album, False Idol, in October. I think it's October 20th on Sumerian Records. Yeah, we should get a single pretty soon, I'd imagine. Yeah, that's what I was hoping for, too. I was a little surprised they didn't put one out right away. Yeah, I mean, it's a month roughly away. Maybe we missed it. Did we miss it? I hope not. I hope not either. (laughs) If we did, we'll play it next week. Yep. Next up, remember when Jax and I were talking about the new Foo Fighters album and we were like, oh, we wonder who that major, major pop star that they were teasing who it would be? Well, it turns out they couldn't wait apparently until the album came out. (laughs) And it turns out it's Justin Timberlake and Sir Paul McCartney. That'll be interesting. Um, I'm interested. (laughs) All right, we'll talk about it when we get there. So last week, I gave my quote-unquote maybe controversial take on Tim Lembesis of As I Lay Dying. I appreciated that Jared Alonji has a very similar opinion to me. (laughs) I was very happy about that. He has a great video out there, by the way, for anyone that wants to see him talk about Tim and does a little roid rage kind of parody, which is actually Yeah, you shared cool. that on your Facebook, right? Yes, I did. Anyone that wants to see that, link it there. Go check out Jared's YouTube. It's pretty fucking awesome. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I even forgot, and before we even go on to the Tim shit, I never got a chance to talk about the whole diss track thing between Jared Dines and Jared Alonji. Did you keep up with that? Uh, I just read over it. I didn't, I didn't keep up on it. I played the Jared Dines original diss track on the show and it's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really great. And then like, I want to say a week later, Jared Alonji came back with his rebuttal track and it blew me away. It was <laughs> so fucking good. You can catch up a little bit, Dave, for next week and we'll go over it a little bit because it was just, I can't stop laughing. No, I don't know why you mess with him. Why would anyone mess with Jared? I mean... He's going to roast you pretty bad. He says in one of the lines is that he'll kidnap and torture Jared Dine's loved ones. <laughs> That's just an aside track. Like, it's just fucking great. 
But so we can give this the full attention it deserves. We'll talk about it next week. But those guys are just so fucking talented and so fucking funny. Yeah. Like, it's just fucking awesome. So, and I know I said fucking a lot because I don't give a shit. It's Ian hates music. I could say whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> That's my roid rage right there. Yep, there it is. And right there, to tie it all the way back to As I Lay Dying, I guess this guy from a band I've never heard of, Archspire? Yeah, Archspire. Yeah, um, is it Arc or Arch? I, I don't know, but they're they're making headlines now, so we better learn their name. <laughs> We're talking about them. Yeah, look, I'm not yeah. even going to say the guy's name because I don't care, but I guess he's starting a crowdfunding campaign when there are tons and tons of hurricanes and everything like ripping the shit out of people and people are losing their homes. You don't want your money going there. You want your money no, to go no. to a fucking... We're fighting him. Yeah, you want to go into a fucking fake fight so that yep. he can fight someone that he doesn't even know and he wants like $2,000 or something to do it. I don't fucking know. If, if this interests you, you can go ahead and go to whatever. I'm not going to link it. I think it's really dumb. But hey, it is publicity, so... Yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't know. Look, obviously, I'm not a fan of Tim, but that doesn't mean that I think any fucking Joe Schmo out there should be able to <laughs> crowdfund money to try and fight him. That's not really how society yeah. works. Yeah, well, I mean, it's going to fall through. What happens to the money? I would assume... I don't know. What does What happens with the crowdfunding? Does it just go back to the people? I don't know. Unless you... You're in the band um, of machines. You just take off with the money. But that right? was Kickstarter, though. Oh, okay. So I'm not sure if this is something different where they have different rules about when, you know. Yeah, I, I bet it depends on what he's using. And I don't care enough to look. No. <laughs> I think if you fund to it, you kind of deserve to have your money taken. <laughs> that is very true because it's never going to happen. No. Yeah. Why would anyone care? If anything, it should be the people in As I Lay Dying or who used to be in As I Lay yeah. Dying, they should get their first crack at Tim. <laughs> How about his ex-wife? How about she oh, gets yeah. the first crack? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Let's turn the pages a little bit. So next up, we have Josh Middleton of Silosis is now an official member of Architects. Dave and I had talked about this last week when we mentioned that Architects were working on new music. And in new songs, we're going to have the brand new Architects track as well. Yeah, no surprise. He, he's officially a member. He's been touring with him for a while. so Makes total sense, right? Yeah. Now we've got some friend of the show news. Unfortunately, Capsize has lost both of their guitarists. And it's amicable. It looks like everything seems to be fine with the band itself. But it's both of their guitarists. So I don't know what they're going to do. Ryan and Nick have both left. I guess Ryan's going to be focusing on different music. And then Nick got into college in New York. Yes. So really, this band has been gutted. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to know what happens next. I noticed at the end of his statement, he said new music's on the way. So that kind of keeps us there. Well, I think new music was for him, not for Capsize. It's just him? Yeah, I think so. Oh, wow. I think. I could be wrong, but that's kind of the way I read it, was that new music from him would be coming out soon because he has another project. But here's also the deal, too. Capsize just put out that fucking great track, Cold Shoulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, they almost have to follow that up. And that was a different sound, too. So I'd imagine there would be an album to follow that sounds similar. Well, it was still post-hardcore Screamo. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, that's the one they've been kind of cultivating. But yeah, man, I love that track, Cold Shoulders. So I'm hoping they continue to work on things. I mean, Daniel's a great guy. Obviously, you can hear it in the show. I'm a huge Capsize fan. I'm wearing a Capsize shirt right now. I'm a big fan, so I don't want anything to happen with the band. It's just, it's kind of weird that both of them are leaving at the same time. Yeah, I would be wearing their shirt too, but they didn't have it my size. (laughs) They had a clearance sale. You bought like two things or two outerwear things and plus something else. And it was like ridiculously cheap. But I also have tons of capsized merchandise anyways. So it was just like, okay, let me just continue to fill the closet. Yep. (laughs) Fallout Boy are going to be sending actual trophies to fans of theirs. But I'm a little sad, Dave, because I doubt I will get a trophy because I'm sure they're not giving awards for being the most truthful about their shitty new music. You won't see an award on your doorstep anytime soon. Maybe All Press will write another article, though. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) That's a win-win. That's a new bit now. It's just, when is All Press going to take another one of my tweets and write an article about it? (laughs) (laughs) And last on news, I know we were flying through these, but I'm fucking worn out. Obviously, I'm now ridiculously famous from being in all press. So, you know, I was already famous before, but now this just added extra (laughs) stress and everything. So it's fucking with my voice. I know I'm not talking correctly tonight. So we are flying through news. But the last story we have right here is Asking Alexandria is on a huge, very small viral marketing push for, I'm guessing, a new track. That's going to be coming out on September 21st. They have different people holding up signs that say hashtag into the fire. And they do this from different times and you know different people in different locations. And they're just holding that up. And it says hashtag into the fire 921. I think they're preparing to let us down so hard <laughs> on a song. That's what it is. Because I haven't been impressed with them in a long time. It's Wait. Oh, really? Since 2009. No, like, come on. What was their second album? What was the what was the title of that album? Um, oh wait, I was thinking from Death to Destiny, but was that third album? That's a, that's a third album. That one, I, that one, I I don't listen to. <laughs> Hold on, we're gonna pull this up because I want to make sure that we actually have. It's this like part. white and black with a girl. In the, maybe is it Reckless and Relentless, or is that a song on it? So it's yeah, you were right. It's Stand Up and Scream in two thousand nine. Reckless and Relentless in 2011, From Death to Destiny in 2013, The Black in 2016. And actually, now I know I I just pulled up Wikipedia really quick, but guess what? On their studio albums list, Into the Fire is actually, yeah, the album is listed there. Now that does not mean that it actually is an album, but it could be. Maybe it's not a single. Maybe it's an actual album. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm so burnt out of them leading us on for so long and i <laughs> D- danny drives me insane uh i'll listen to it i'll, I'll try it <laughs> well right for the show at least yeah well here's the thing for me and we talked about this on the show multiple times i am a fan of their entire discography i even like the black i like the black that's my second favorite i'd say oh okay no i love from death to destiny really yeah i really love that album what year was that that was 2013. Yep, 2013. Okay. Yeah. So look, album was cool. <laughs> it, yeah, that that is true. The naked girl in the vending machine or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a fan. I know Danny likes. Now, if you want to talk about someone who trolls people, 
Danny <laughs> Warsnap does that all the fucking time. So yes. it is possible that they are just trolling people right now and that they won't have it because Danny's been saying for what, the last six to eight months, maybe longer, that there is yeah. no new Asking Alexandria album coming out this year. It's got to be close to a year now. Yeah, probably by that time. But you saw all the Instagram posts and Twitter posts from Matt Good, who was working on the album. You saw everything yep. of they were definitely making the album and then they stopped, which would make me assume that they finished the album. So it is possible. Maybe they are just putting out the full album. I don't know. Yeah, or they st- or they stopped recording for Danny to go off and do some country for us. <laughs> well, he did. We got that amazing <laughs> album from before. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just surprised. I I love asking Alexandria. Seen them live a bunch of times. We'll see what this album comes out like. I mean, look, Matt Good's attached to it, so I doubt it will mm-hmm. be bad. That's just my feelings. I'll try it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> that would be really awkward if you're just like, Ian, nah, I'm not going to do I'm it. I'm not even trying it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, not even going to bother. I mean, you'll listen to The Used and Sleeping With Sirens, but you're just like asking Alexandria, know. nope. <laughs> the Sleeping with Sirens, I really like. I don't know if I'm going to be able to finish the album. I'm not going to listen to it. Well, they used the 17 tracks, so I don't know if I can make it through all 17. It's just so bad because I used to like both of those bands. Now, I will say yeah. the used track is a million times better than anything off of the new Sleeping with Sirens <laughs> album, oh, for yeah. sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, you know, let's not debate that. That's fine. But yeah, anyways, we'll get to a bunch of stuff and new songs, but. Asking Alexandria, something might be happening on September 21st. I think we are all done. We ran through that scene news, and now it's time for new songs. All right, everyone. It is new song time, and we're starting off with Sleeping With Sirens, Trouble, the new album Gossip, comes out September 22nd on Warner Brothers Records. <sighs> Let's take a listen. Great job, guys. Great job. Next up, we have Bloodline with Insolent. Next up, we have Stick to Your Guns, Married to the Noise. The new album, True View, comes out October 13th on Pure Noise Records. Through, 
Next up, we have the new one from Architects. It's called Doomsday, and they just announced a brand new tour to go along with it. So let's take a listen to Doomsday. Now we've got the title track Clever Girl from the brand new album Clever Girl coming out October 27th by Sharp Tooth. This is on Pure Noise Records. Let's take a listen. Next up, we have Foo Fighters with The Line. This features Justin Timberlake on backing vocals. The album Concrete and Gold comes out September 15th on RCA Records. Let's take a listen. Now we've got Good Tiger, The Devil Thinks I'm Sinking, the new album, We Will All Be Gone, comes out February 9th, 2018 on Metal Blade Records, so we've got a while, but for now, let's take a listen. Now, one of my favorites of this week, this is Marlene Mendoza. She is the ex-guitarist of Varsity. The song is A Battle Between Two Lesser Evils featuring John Price of Bad Case of Big Mouth or Bad Case now. Hopefully, there'll be a new EP or full length coming soon. But until then, 
check out A Battle Between Two Lesser Evils. Now we have the brand new, like Moss the Flames, it's called Nowhere Left to Sink. Their brand new album, Dark Divine, comes out on Rise Records on November 3rd. Let's take a listen. Next, we have Traders with their new single, Lashing Out. Let's take a listen. Now here's the supergroup Sufferer that originally formed in 2015 but had a delayed release until now. This track is called Chapter 3. Next up, we have Wolf and Bear, Everything is Going Gray. The album of the same name comes out October 3rd on Blue Swan Records. Let's take a listen.
Now we have Capstan with Elysian Fields. They're on Adventure Cat Records, and the album is going to be announced soon. Let's take a listen. Now another Adventure Cat Records band. This is Summer Wars with End of an Era. The new album will also be announced soon. Let's take a listen. Now we've got the new single from We Came As Romans. It's called Cold Like War. You can catch them playing this track on the new I Prevail tour. So let's take a listen. Now we've got Marilyn Manson with his brand new single, We Know Where You Fucking Live. New album, Heaven Upside Down, comes out October 6th on Cooking Vinyl. Let's take a listen. Nightmares, and we will sleep on the skin of its nightmares. Time is just kill this crowd, scream this fucking loud. 
And last up for this week, we have friend of the show, Sleep On It, with their brand new track, Distant. The new album, Overexposed, comes out November 3rd on Equal Vision Records. This is another great track. Let's take a listen. So let's talk about some of these. We just went through everything. There were a bunch of new songs this week. Yeah, there. What are your thoughts? I would point out my favorite, Good Tiger. I I like that change in sound. There you go. All right. Um, Lay Monster Flames. Also, yes. very, very good change in sound, which surprised me. I If someone would have told me there were clean vocals, primarily on a Lay Monster Flames album or song even, I wouldn't. I would say it's a sellout, but this is good. <laughs> Well, that's the that's the weird thing is obviously it's just one track, so we don't know what the yeah. rest of the album would be like. But I would be completely fine if they went in that direction. Yeah, they're going the same direction as the plot, and you just did. I think that's a good way, and I think they've at least toured together. Yeah, they're close. They're, yeah, they're probably two, peers. Yeah, bands are friends. Right, right. So that kind of makes sense, and I'm fine with that. I don't consider that selling out. I consider no. if you want to make that type of music, make that type of music. But there has to be some talent involved in it. And that's what I yeah. think they have. On the contrary, you listen to something like Sleeping with Sirens, like that new track. What was it called? Ugh, it was so gross. Um, Trouble? Yeah. Do you think Trouble's the worst of the three they've released? Or I don't four? know. I don't... They all sound the same to me. The first one was so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That was bad. But even this one made me sick. Yeah. Like, it really yeah. did. And it's like, okay, guys, if this is the type of music you want to make, that's fine, but it goes back to the whole thing with the used and a bunch of other bands, Fallout Boy. In my mind, I can't think anything else than selling out because yeah. how do you change so much and then not even change so much, change so much in the wrong direction where you're making bad music? Yeah, I, I feel like they're literally cutting like instruments from the band. Like you don't even hear as yeah. much anymore. That's the thing. Like, what do they do? Like, how does Sleeping With Sirens go from their old material to that? Do they only play gossip now? Like, is that the only thing they're going to do? That would make one awkward lineup of songs on a tour if they played different from earlier albums, which I doubt they do. Yeah, it's it's just a big surprise. I don't know. Maybe it's like what 100 did, where they're just like, hey, this is our new album. This is our sound. This is what we're going to do. And we're not playing any of our old material. Yep, I'd imagine that's what they're doing. It just, it's so bad. And that's the whole thing. It's like when people say a musician is evolving, they use that all the time as a positive. A lot of these bands are devolving. Yeah. They're cutting members, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> what do those guys with instruments do on stage? I have no idea. They Nothing. <laughs> the one thing I can say for the used is Bert hasn't been able to scream for years and years and years. 
So that's why they changed a lot of what they do sound-wise. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I understand them taking a different approach to music. I mean, that's one of the stories that I had told last year was when they went ahead and they did that whole tour where they did the first album and the second album, you know, back to back, you know, night mm-hmm. one, night two. Burt can't scream anymore. So most of it was other people singing for him. The U's going to add a member now, technically. Who's going to control the cowbell? <laughs> I think Will Ferrell. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see if he's busy. How do you like that old joke? <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, I just, I, I don't get it. If that's the way they want to go, they're going to make tons of money and that's fine. Like, good for sleeping with sirens then. They're just not a band that we need to talk about anymore. But we are going to make fun of them because their music is so bad. But what do they care? They're making tons of money. Yep. That's the way I look at it anyways. I'll never go on their site. Like, I see Rock Sound and I see a bunch of other people like posting all these stories like, oh, did you hear that Gossip wasn't actually supposed to be the first name? of the album it's like i don't give a shit it's like why aren't you asking the tough questions why don't you have kellen on and say hey man this is so completely different from what you did before you're auto-tuning your voice you're not using instruments anymore like what happened like that would be my question to him when did you go i have an amazing voice i made amazing music and now i just want to devolve and just get money like if that's what they wanted to do that's fine but they could have been like Remember the comparison between Sleeping with Sirens and Pierce the Veil? Yep. It was all the time and they're friends and blah, blah, whatever. Pierce the Veil goes out and makes an album like Misadventures. Yeah. That is a masterpiece album. Yeah. Sleeping with Sirens had the ability to do something like that and completely chose a different direction. But how do you choose that and why do you choose that? That's what I'd be asking Sleeping with Sirens. So... Could they do okay? Let's assume they do a ten-year tour of their well, their only their, their first album. Sure. So, would you go to it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't, and not because I don't love that album, but because they have now changed so much that I don't think that they believe in that music anymore. No, that's the problem. I don't think that their hearts in that. So, if their hearts in this, that's completely fine. But let's all be honest about what type of music that is. If alt press and rock sound and all of them are going to cover this, then they're just covering pop music now. Yeah, it's pop. Yeah, isn't this supposed to be the alternative? Aren't we supposed to be something different? Yeah. That's the way I always thought about it. And sure, there's always a little bit of pop mixed in with our post-hardcore and metalcore and, you know, all that kind of pop punk, obviously. You know, that's going to happen. We're not just talking about death metal here. But full-on pop music that should be with Taylor Swift and Carly Rae Jepsen and, you know, boy bands and shit. Mm -hmm. Why are we talking about it? Yeah. Clogging up my news feed. I know that much. Every single time I see something, I was like, I want to comment on this, but I'm just not going to. Yeah. But anyways, we've been negative enough. Let's talk about some bands that I think did a great job. I really like the new Stick to Your Guns. I thought that was great. The new Architects was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Big fan of that. Did you watch that music video to that one? No, I didn't. You know what? That actually brings up a point. I rarely watch music videos because I'm really never at my computer. So it's always, uh-huh. you know, Spotify. Like as soon as someone tells me a new track's out, I go to Spotify. Yeah. You should watch that music video though. It's it's well done. Yeah. I, I mean, I have no problem when someone references the video and says, hey, you should check it out. 
then I definitely will. Uh-huh. But getting prepped for the show, most of the time I yeah. will only listen to the music itself. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Sufferer? Uh, there's a whole bunch of super groups popping up now, and this one might be my favorite. I don't know. I really like the one with the collaboration of um, In Fear and Faith, and what was the other members of that oh. one? Uh, it's a band called Noble. Yeah, Noble. I think Attack Attack is in there, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, there are I a really couple. Like I like that. that one. Yeah. And I really like this one. I mean, Corey Lockwood, he's very distinctive voice, and obviously a lot like Birds, yep. you don't get the screaming anymore. And it's it's on this. I think it's mainly because it was I want to say this was recorded in like 2015, but they delayed it for so long. Gotcha. You definitely get if you're missing the old a lot like birds, this is a good chance to get back into that. Yeah, man. I also like end as a super group as well. Yep. And we're going to talk about them later. Oh, yeah. And by the way, before we move on, there's a few more I just want to mention. I was blown away by the new Marlene Mendoza track. Mm hmm. It's a battle between two lesser evils. I thought she looked familiar, but it turns out that she is the ex-guitarist of the band Varsity. Okay. So when we were talking on the show about, oh no, what's Varsity going to do? Like, are they missing members? They seem to only be putting out solo material. Well, it turns out, yes, they are. She's off doing her own thing. And I fucking love that track. And I can't wait for an EP or a full length, whatever she's doing. I might even try and get her on the show because I fucking love that track. Yeah, I, really, I was impressed by that one. Yeah, really good. Just came out of nowhere. It was just one of those mm-hmm. things where someone shared it on Facebook and asked me to check it out, and I did, and I was just blown away, so I shared it on everything else because I think this is a person that's really going somewhere. Not only is she singing the clean parts, but she's also playing really good guitar in it too. Yeah. Lastly, to round things up a bit, I was actually pretty impressed with the new We Came as Romans. Yeah, I didn't expect that at all. I, especially with a title track called "Cold Like War," I don't want I don't want to see the word the words "cold," <laughs> or even with a W. Means it just it looked like Cold World. Oh no! And I just it's been set it on the show. Freaked me out. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm really surprised. All press didn't pick up all of my tweets about Cold World, actually. <laughs> 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 but yeah, man, I thought that was the first track from them that I really enjoyed in a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> been a while. <laughs> I was a really big fan of that new Manson track. So I'm really hoping that the album is along those lines because that reminded me a lot of old school Manson, which I very yeah. much enjoy. And then lastly, Friends of the Show, Sleep On It. I think they killed it with that new track. They, by the way, I think I made this, you know, this declaration a while back. They're one of the next big bands. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I suggest everyone to listen to this on Spotify or Apple Music because when I listen to it on the YouTube, the vocals, (laughs) I feel like were turned down. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, I thought the Spotify version was good. It was kind of muffled in the YouTube version. I, I didn't like it. Gotcha. Sometimes they do weird tricks with that. Mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah, man, lots of tracks. I hope everyone enjoyed them. Obviously, go out and support those bands. Lots of new albums coming out, so check for merch bundles. I know Sleep On It for sure has merch bundles. A bunch of other ones do as well. Support these bands. That's some great fucking music, except for, you know, one or two. But yeah, we mentioned those. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave, I think it's time for our favorite part of the show.
Let's get to reviews, our favorite part of the show, and we have a bunch of stuff to go over this week. So let's get started with a quick one, though. This is Living Color with Shade on Megaforce Records. I would call them groove funk rock alternative, maybe even yeah. a little blues in there, too. Mm-hmm. I think they're extremely talented. They've been doing it forever as well. This album, though, just might not be a lot of people's style. Maybe even ones that listen to this show. You know what I mean? So, Dave, are you on that wavelength? Yeah, exact same. Um, I can hear talent, but I'm not into the sound. (laughs) Well, I will tell you, I actually really enjoyed this album. I think it's very cool that they've been able to stick to this kind of style for so long. How old are they? They've been around for almost 20 years now. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, they broke up and then had a reformation and all that kind of stuff. But I think it's around 20 years. All right, makes sense. Maybe even 25 or 30, to be quite honest. (laughs) Like, they might have started in 96. Wow, that's kind of uh, weird to think about. But yeah, man, they've been doing it for a long time, even with the breakup and the reformation and everything. But their sound really hasn't changed too much. And I think I really like that. Plus... I think I'd enjoy hearing this at a party or if this was on at a bar or you were taking a long drive. This is just a really like groove-centric album and it's something I don't get to hear that often. And I just really enjoyed it. So, yeah, I looked it up. They have an album released in 1988. Damn. So they've been around. Yeah. So it is almost 30 years then. Uh-huh. That's crazy. Well, yeah. Well, let's take a listen because I don't think you're going to hear any rust here. Always wrong. So once again, that's Living Color with Shade on Megaforce Records. Next up, we have highly anticipated album, Being as an Ocean, with Waiting for the Morning to Come, and this is an independent release. (laughs) Did I hear you groan over that? I warned you, it was coming. (laughs) It's just so funny to have a co-host that just adamantly does not like Being as an Ocean compared to one that fucking loves them. So... (laughs) Let me just get through the intro really quick, and I'll let you loose on this. All right. I would call this experimental hardcore rock. This is their fourth album, so they're not new to the game here. This is their fourth one. And we can at least say right away that I think at least people who listen to the show know what happened with Being as an Ocean, where they went from In Vogue Records to Equal Vision and then never actually put out this album on Equal Vision because there was a bunch of random stuff that happened with the date the release was actually supposed to be for this album. So they actually started promoting it like early last year and said it was going to come out Mm -hmm. in June. So that's six fucking months already. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. The promotion was really, really weird for that. And then Uh to not have it come out in June and have the band and the label both say nothing about why it wasn't coming out still say nothing until 
they just recently bought out their contract with Equal Vision and then just released this album. So there's your backstory, and we'll get to more of that in a second. But Dave, why don't you go ahead, and then I'll do it as well. <laughs> I finally realized why Equal Vision wouldn't release this. There you go. This is a dumpster fire. Oh. Um, <laughs> if you're going to pay for an album and wait nearly, can we say, like, when, how long was it again? Yeah, actually nine months. You're waiting nine months and you paid whatever the price is. I'm not going to bother looking. And you're paying for technically four new songs. Two are singles. They've already been out. One is off, dissolves an old song. And one song is in reverse. (laughs) You paid for four songs and a lot of instrumentals. If I had the time, I would have written us out a script for this album review. And we could have done it backwards. (laughs) <laughs> and just left it like that and left it yep. extremely meta and then yep. gone on to the next album. I think what I also got my count anyways, and I might be mistaken, but when you look at this album, you go, wow, this looks like a jam-packed album. This is going to be great. And then you start going through it. And what I have is I have a count of five tracks that are instrumental. They range from around one minute to almost six minutes. Most of those instrumental tracks are just random noises that they yeah. put in the background. There's one that's a full track, basically. It's called Suddenly I Was Alone. And that track sounds like they just forgot to put lyrics on it. But I tell you what it was really missing. What's that? It was Cowbell. They should have combined <laughs> the used and being as an ocean split EP. Yep. But yeah, man, after that, they've got one track that is literally backwards. So there's no trick or anything. It is literally, they took a... I believe, a full song, and then tracked it backwards. Then, like you were saying, there were four, count them, four singles. Dissolve, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, was the single that they announced that they were going to be putting out when they went with Equal Vision. And then they had OK, and then you had Thorn, and you had Black and Blue, or Blue and Black, or whatever it is. Yeah. If you then take away the instrumentals, the backwards track, then you only have, I think it's three tracks that are actually new. How much you, How much would you pay for that album? <laughs> I want to be a little bit positive here. I'm trying. The parts that were actually songs, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed. Yeah, I mean, those three songs. Give them the singles too. They are songs. They are. Seven tracks. Okay. I'll give them an EP. Yeah, this was an EP. In my opinion. That you waited a year for. Right. And had Jackson tell me how great it was going to be for a year. (laughs) And by the way, for people that did listen to the show when Jackson was a co-host, I woke up on Friday morning to a text from him saying that he was super disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like a top three favorite band for him. So even if a fan, like a super fan pretty much, doesn't enjoy this album that's saying something. And I think you hit the nail on the head to use cliches when you said, I think I figured out the reason why Equal Vision didn't want to put this out. And that would be my guess as well. And obviously no one has said anything because I don't think either of them really want to burn bridges. But I would assume that being as an ocean came to them at some point and said, here's the album. And they go, what are you talking about? Yep. (laughs) <laughs> there's a song on here that's backwards yep so dissolve was released february 25th 2016 wow 
I thought it was like way closer to 2017. Yeah, I thought so too. Holy uh, shit. Wait, <laughs> is that Wikipedia? Do you know if that's right or no, not? <laughs> no. This is that that one website, you know, that alt press. Oh, jeez. Have you heard of them? They love us, so, you know, it's <laughs> completely fine. That is an extremely long time. And now, keep in mind, being as an ocean tours a ton. Yeah. So they're always out doing stuff. So I'm not going to take away from their talent or anything. But when you come to a label, the label does this huge announcement and it's like a big deal. This is their fourth album. So it is kind of a big deal. They come and they go, wait a second, you've got half of these tracks are instrumentals that aren't even good instrumentals. I mean, I think people that listen to the show know that I am not a fan of instrumentals. I mean, I can do it when there's like a really nasty guitar solo or something like that, you know, something epic Mm -hmm. or whatever. These are just a bunch of sounds put together. Then you've got literally a song that is backwards. <laughs> and then the rest are singles. You're like, ah, I don't think we're going to want to put marketing money behind this. No, no. So that's that's a sad part is I was expecting something really good. And I do enjoy the actual tracks on this album. But I don't consider this a full album. And you have to be a diehard fan to like yeah. this. And I don't think they're telling a story. I don't think so. I think they're just trying to be different for being different. Yeah. I don't know, man. Do you have anything else to say on them? No, no, nothing. (laughs) Well, then let's play one of the only songs that we can, because obviously we played all the singles on the show before, and I say we go with Glow. So once again, that's Being as an Ocean, Waiting for the Morning to Come, and that is an independent release. Now we've got Arch Enemy, Will to Power on Century Media Records. This is melodic metal from Sweden. The band has been around from 1996. See, that's where I had the 96 in my head. So this is another veteran band that has been around for a fucking long time. They are on their third lead vocalist. This is Alyssa who started in 2014. Now, if you didn't know that Alyssa was the lead vocalist, would you think that this is a female-fronted band? No. I was impressed. I mean, once again, it's one of those, I don't know if I would listen to it regularly, but I was impressed by it. When you think of Arch Enemy, first of all, like I said, they're veterans. They have great guitar work. They have really, really good, unclean vocals, in my opinion. And they know exactly what they're doing, and they know their audience. So I think that's what you have to take from it. You know, it ranges from epic style music to that sound that you hear in, you know, other Swedish metal bands, because there is kind of a type a lot of times. It just happens that way. Mm -hmm. When you think of In Flames or a band like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. It just kind of comes out. But I think there's a lot of good stuff on here. You just have to enjoy that style of music. Yeah. I think that's really a thing. Like for me, 
I'll listen to Arch Enemy or a similar band, and I'll just imagine that I'm fighting dragons and that I'm on a quest. <laughs> yeah. And then it makes total sense to me. <laughs> it all just comes sure. together. So yeah, man, I think really great vocals, really great guitar work. I think everything really comes together. You just have to like the style. That's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this comes down to style, definitely. Let's take a listen to Dreams of Retribution. So once again, that's Arch Enemy, Will to Power on Century Media Records. Next up, we have Comeback Kid with Outsider on Nuclear Blast Records. This is a hardcore album. They are Canadian, and they've been around since the early 2000s. So once again, we have another veteran in the scene. This is fast-paced driving vocals. You've got your anthems. You've got your melody. It's hard-hitting. I was a fan. Yeah, it's it's weird how you can tell usually when a band's like or their older veterans at it. Um, I could hear it in this one along with the last one. Yeah, I, I liked it for what it was. Um, I feel like I kind of I'm a little bit I don't know out of age for that one. I guess I guess I'd have to be. I feel like those those veteran style bands I like a lot more if I was about five years older. Interesting. I guess there's a possibility of that. I think I would go see Comeback Kid in a second live, mm-hmm. but. I don't listen to this style of hardcore all the time. No. But I think they did a really good job of hitting a lot of different points from their career on this album. So I would recommend this to people who haven't heard Comeback Kid before. Because if you're a fan of Comeback Kid, of course you're going to like this album. But you probably have you know older favorites of your own. Yeah, this is my first time listening to them as well. But I wouldn't be surprised if this new album brought in new fans. Yeah, I'm sure it will. Because it is a really good album. Like, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing bad to talk about on this. You just, once again, I think it's another thing. We're dealing with a lot of different styles in this week. Yeah. And this is just another style that you have to enjoy to actually be able to get into it. I feel like if you like Comeback Kid, you're also a fan of a later album we're going to talk about, Straight the Path. So you can see where you can mix like a newer age hardcore band with an older hardcore band right there. Yeah, I would consider them very different bands, though. Yeah, very different, but the like the vocal, oh, I don't know, no. something about like, the, thrash, <laughs> the thrashy sound. I don't hear that at all. All right, we're going to have to get to Straight From The Path and check that out because I do not hear that whatsoever. But that's okay. That is okay. I just don't. Because Straight From The Path is rap core. Yeah, and, it is. It is. And Comeback Kid is definitely not that. <laughs> no, it, it, there's some sound that it just drives me. It's I like it. But I caught it in both of them. It's a hardcore element. Yeah. It's a fast pace. It's that kind of thing. I can understand that. Let's play a little bit of the track, Hell of a Scene. Yeah, I 
once again, that's Comeback Kid, Outsider, on Nuclear Blast Records. Next we have End, from the Unforgiving Arms of God EP on Good Fight Music. This is a supergroup consisting of Brendan Murphy from Counterparts, Will Putney from Fit Porn Autopsy, Gregory from Shea Halud, Jay from Rain Supreme, and Andrew from Trade Win and X Structures. So yes, definitely a super group. And man, it is hardcore slash metalcore. It is dark. It is brooding. What did you think? It was heavy. Yes. Very heavy. I liked it. Yeah. It was a different type of heavy than the previous ones we've talked about. And I really liked, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, man, this is a lot different vocally than what Brendan normally does in Counterparts. So I was yeah. very impressed with the range he had. And it really sounds way more on that like hardcore deathcore side. Yeah. Fit for an autopsy, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I didn't get to dip into lyrical content that much on this, did you? I think it's very like anti-religion, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. I thought it I thought it was, but <laughs> <laughs> and like death and shit. Yeah. The album cover. I might have misheard it. Yeah, that's probably one of the most disgusting album covers I've seen in a long time. Yes, it is. That's for sure. So anyone who wants to look that up, just look up N's new album and see that. But yeah, I don't know, man. I really liked it. It's heavy. I think really the only issue that would come up is that it's short because it's an EP. Yeah. So I am looking forward to when they're able to make more music. But at least for now, why don't we take a listen to Necessary Death? So once again, that's End from the Unforgiving Arms of God EP on Good Fight Music. Keeping this list moving, we've got Novelist with Noir on Sharp Tone Records. They are French. They are they are not hipsters just using French words to be different. Yeah. They are post-hardcore, experimental, progressive metalcore or progressive metal. This is their sophomore album, and I think they did a good job on this. What do you think? I liked it. I mean, it's definitely post-hardcore. Uh, I almost had the same feeling as I did last week with uh, Blind Wish. It was good, but it was kind of flat for me. I mean, I had a couple standouts. It wasn't a bad album by any means. It was just I was waiting for something big to get me, but never got it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's possible. I mean, if you love this band already, you're probably going to really like this album. I thought they did a very good job with the cleans and uncleans i think their vocalist matt does both if i'm not mistaken but it's soaring clean vocals 
very melodic. At one point, there's a saxophone in one of their tracks. Yeah. You know, and by the way, they don't have any issue doing tracks with only clean vocals, you know, not even going to the uncleans. And this is a long album. This yes, album, it was. Yeah, so wasn't I was going to say that. Yeah, it's, it's like almost 50 minutes long, I think. And that's with barely any filler, too, right? Yeah. I, I, was there... Was there a filler song anywhere? Really? I think there I was think, an interlude. I think, or a prelude, yeah. or something like that. I think there was an interlude somewhere. Okay. But yeah, really though, I was impressed by that because I thought it was good. The only issue I think where you might say possibly they hit the sophomore slump is that the album kind of bleeds together a lot. Yeah. And I think they suffer from like a hands like houses type thing. Yeah, everything sounds the same. Yeah, everyone's talented. And they're making good tracks, but damn, man, like, I don't see any break in it whatsoever. And then having a long album like this, it just kind of actually exasperates that a little bit. Yeah, it, it felt, I was going to say it felt long, and that's probably why. I didn't I didn't realize it was that long. <laughs> it really was. I had to look it up. I was like, wow, this album is going on for a while. But <laughs> they're all really talented. It's just, mm-hmm. does this stand out enough to this kind of scene, I guess? No, like you said, if you were a fan of this band, you you would love this album because it's so long, but I'm not into them as much as someone else could be. No, very true. Very true. But I think it's worth checking out. I am looking forward to when they have new music. It's just a question of how will they react to this? Will they stay in the same, you know, will they stay in the same vein or will they switch it up a bit? So let's go ahead and let's try out Monochrome. So once again, that's novelist, or is it novellist? <laughs> it's one of the two. Maybe because they're French, it's novellist. I don't know. But novelist, novellist with Noir on Sharp Tone Records. Now we're at Straight From The Path with Only Death Is Real on Sumerian Records. This is hardcore, new metal, rap core. They started in 2001. So once again, another... Wow major veteran band even though they have changed a lot throughout the years what did you think right away they like to piss people off <laughs> they do that is true uh i like the music that that may be the best intro i've ever heard in my life that number track one. Oh yeah <laughs> that was my favorite one like that's my favorite even though it's like what like a minute 40 yeah that's my favorite song <laughs> i just liked it well, maybe we'll play that one then instead of the one I had originally chosen. <laughs> no, I like it. I like the other one where they feature um, from Knock, Knock Loose. It was oh, a single. Brian Garris? Yeah. Yeah. We had already played that on the show. I actually That's such had, a good song. I actually had the other one, the one with Keith Buckley of Every Time I okay. Die. Yeah. And by oh, the way, yeah. just to mention that, they did have three guest vocal spots. They had Keith Buckley, like we mentioned. They had Brian Garris of Knock Loose. And then they had Vinny Paz, who I've never heard of. Apparently, no. he's a hip-hop artist. So oh, Okay. Which makes sense for what they are doing. But mm-hmm. yeah, man, 
they are way more on that social and political side these days, you know, and I think most people could tell they're like a more upfront rage against the machine. Yeah. Speaking of like a hip hop track, I, I should have said this last segment, but there was a song on that novelist album that had a hip hop element. Yes. And it was called Strange Yourself. Right. <laughs> that was a little weird. It I, was. I will say for sure. But I had completely forgotten about it until you brought it up. Yeah, but the straight from the path is all the way through, like a hip hop thrashy type of sound. I don't I didn't know I didn't know who the other guy was. Vinny, what's his name? Vinny Paz, Vinny Paz, you said? Yeah. I didn't know I had to look it up. I had to look it up. But yeah, yeah man. You know, we've talked about it before. They got in a lot of controversy or they stirred up <laughs> a lot of controversy for not only the track Goodnight Alt-Right, but also the music video. So yeah. they know what they're doing. It's just you have to know from straight from the path. Their lyrics are very blatant. They're mm -hmm. not, you know, I would say in a lot of cases, they're a little lyrically challenged, maybe. Yeah. But it kind of goes with the style that they're trying to pull off. I think you would want to listen to this if you were going out to protest something. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Every song is like a protest anthem all uh, the way around if you sure. listen through it. Yeah, I, I could see that for sure. Yeah, and you have to be, you know, angry. You got to be going out to like cause problems in a protest, I would assume. Yeah, this is not a peaceful protest. <laughs> no, I would, <laughs> I would not consider straight from the path stuff to be peaceful, that's for sure. But I think that's also what hinders it a little bit. Because I think it really narrows it in to a very small area of when you would actually listen to this album. Yeah. Because when would you actually put this on? Like, unless you were literally very angry at something that happened politics-wise. Yeah. Even if you were regular angry, you wouldn't put this on because this is specifically about politics. Pretty much, they need to re release an album every election year. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean... They did that whole song when Trump got elected. Yep. The House Always Wins, I think is what it was called. Yeah, yeah. That was good. I really like that track. And I don't mind this album. I'm not saying it's bad or anything. You just have to mm -hmm. understand, you have to be in a certain mindset to listen to this album and really enjoy it. I can't imagine ever going back to this album unless it was something political that I was trying to get like hyped up for. Yeah, so there, then you also have to be somewhat invested in politics as well. So it really cuts their numbers right there alone. Well, I mean, you can also debate then that shouldn't everyone be involved with politics anyways. Yeah. But yeah, they are going for a very niche audience. And I don't care. I don't call it niche. <laughs> so what track did you say you liked again? The first one? Uh, the, fir the opening track. The opening move? Uh, yeah. All right. Let's try that out. So once again, that's straight from the path, only death is real on Sumerian Records. Oh man, I think we're at the end, Dave. <laughs> yep. We got one more here. It's Adventurer, Sacred Grove on Blue Swan Records. This is a post-hardcore slash progressive band. This is a three-piece as well. And man, I really enjoyed this album. Yeah, this is, we definitely say it in my mind, the best for last right here. I like this one a lot. 
that is a possibility, at least for a full-length album. I think yeah. this was my probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you like about it? I wish they would have had a little more leeway up to it. I, I feel like that Blue Swan kind of sold them short a little bit there. This should have been out. Like, like we said last week, this had basically a week to gain some uh, pre-orders. And you can't, you couldn't have it on Spotify or Apple Music until the day of the release. That hurt it a little bit. And it's a shame a lot of, pe- a lot of people are going to miss out of this for that reason. Everyone should definitely check out Adventure. Yeah, man, I agree. Really energetic vocals, great guitar work. You know, obviously this is in the same vein of a Dance Gavin Dance, which is actually a lot of bands right now that we talk about are in the same vein. I'm starting to think they've created their own genre. Yeah, I think so too. They just have to think of an actual name for it. But yeah, Yeah. it doesn't matter though if the band does it well. And this is a band that fucking does it well. I like how they have the front and center vocals in this a lot. Like, I think a lot of times those bands that sound in the same vein often have instruments or instrumentation that drowns out the vocals because they're trying to show mm-hmm. you how technical they're playing. But I think this yeah. album does a really good job of balancing those out so that you really get the energy in the vocals and the clearness in the vocals for cleans and uncleans that you don't often hear in this genre. Yeah, it's um, this would be very fun to see live too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I look forward. I'm hoping that they come somewhere around here because, yeah, I would definitely, definitely. The lead vocalist is out of Michigan, so I'd imagine he would stay East Coast. Sometimes. It really just depends on promoters, right? But also, like I said, this is a three-piece. So he's playing guitar as well, I believe, or bass, and then the other guy is playing bass or guitar. And they do a great job. I don't know. I really, really enjoyed this album. I hope other people pick it up as well. What kind of sucks, though, and it's something I see from time to time, actually with a bunch of these names, is that when you look up Adventurer, there are a yeah. lot of other bands called Adventurer. Yeah. And I think so, like your band name, people don't think about it as n- enough. Like that, We talked about earlier that um, Supergroup End. That's not going to be easy to find. Yeah, it's um, really not. You have to know the picture of the EP. To know yeah. that that's adventure the right place. Is an, adventure is not an easy one to find. <laughs> no, it's really not. And in fact, if you look on Spotify for them, it's a picture of a different band with the album. Oh, wow. It's hard to find on Facebook. It's really difficult. So it's unfortunate that they're not getting that push to segregate themselves from the pack. But I really like this. I hope that a lot of people listen to this and give them a shot because I'm going to be going back to this album a lot. Yeah, this was my actually favorite release release of the month so far. I always keep track of my favorite releases of each month, and this one I think is going to win. We're only on the second week. <laughs> I know, but I think it sealed it. All right, hey, that is a strong outing for them then. Yep. All right, well, what track would you like me to play? Um, Wolf Doctor. So once again, that's Adventurer with Sacred Grove on Blue Swan Records.
Wow, Dave, we did it. We made it through another week of album reviews. Those were a ton of albums, and we actually left yeah. off a few because we were not fans. Yeah, we left off a, a solid two or three. We had plenty of songs, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tons and tons of songs. So hopefully people will forgive me for my vocals today. It is funny. It's the day that I challenge someone to come on the show to talk, and I have <laughs> not been talking as well as I should be. So <laughs> that's ironic. But let's talk about upcoming albums for September 15th. I'm just going to read a shit ton of them. And once again, the card is subject to change. We will probably listen to everything, but then go ahead and you know decide on which ones we're actually going to do. Because believe it or not, Dave and I don't have all the time in the world. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got Hot Water Music, I the Dreamer, Neck of the Woods, The Contortionist, That Net, Amorosa with a reimagined 131. So not really a brand new album. Foo Fighters, Seaway, and I have no idea how to pronounce this, Z-O-U-M-E. Your guess is as good as mine. All right. Maybe it's Zoom. Maybe that's just... I'm a, I won't call it Zoom. <laughs> yeah, it's a different way to do it. But once again, we'll decide on what we're actually going to do, and then we'll take it from there. Yep. And now it's time for some concert reviews. So last night, I had the pleasure of seeing Bayside do their sophomore album, The Walking Wounded, in its entirety. Okay. <laughs> you sound so enthused. Uh, Bayside's a band. I need to invest more time. In. I know Bayside. I just need to invest more time into it. I would certainly recommend it. They have not what ever. Album? You know what? It, it sucks to say it, but I would say you, you have to start with their first album. Okay. You have to start with it and then make your way through because they do make a lot of transitions. But I will say they are one of those bands where every single album is good. Okay. There are not many bands that can boast that they can. This is actually, besides the used, this is the only time I've seen a band actually do multiple albums in their entirety. So I saw the first album. Now this is their second album. And it was really great. It really was. What I think the only big surprise, I guess, would be they only had one opener. Okay. And they started late and ended early. So... The opener was a band called Potty Mouth. Have you ever heard of them? No. It's an all-female alternative rock slash grunge slash you know pop rock band. They okay. really, really reminded me of Veruca Salt. Okay. And I fucking love Veruca Salt. So <laughs> I was very impressed. And it's not because it's a female-fronted band. It's not because it's mostly females. Because Veruca Salt had two females and the rest were male. It's literally the vocal range that they share, as well as really the type of music that they play as well. So I was pretty damn okay. impressed. It turns out they're from Mass, but they moved to California. Okay. I was like, why don't they do a lot of local shows? Like, I would have been out to one of these before, but I think that's why. You guys, like, for cutting it off early, I know where we are in Columbus. Um, do you have, like, a time restraints or anything like that? I think it depends on the venue. I was surprised about this okay. because what happened was they played for maybe maybe 30 minutes. 
And for one okay. opener, I was like, that's surprising. I would have thought they would have gotten more than 30 minutes. But so they played for 30 minutes. Bayside came on within probably like 20 minutes. And then they played for probably an hour 15. Okay. So it's not saying that Bayside didn't play enough. It was just a short show. Like I was home by 930. Okay. So that was which I don't mind all the time. <laughs> no, especially on a Sunday night. Like I'm fine yeah. admitting it. I do like to get home. I got to, you know, do some social media stuff for the show. Like I'm completely fine with that. It was just a little surprising. But they went ahead and they played straight through the entire Walking Wounded album and then played I think it was like four or five tracks from different albums throughout their career. And then they were done. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I mean, I was completely fine with it. Bayside are great amazing musicians the crowd was totally into it obviously and i think it just worked well like all in all it was a great night because i also learned about a new band so now i can check out potty mouth i can listen to more of their stuff and then i know bayside is going to be back in probably a year or so and i'll go see mm-hmm. them again yeah do you guys have uh like that same typical opening band that you you've probably seen a hundred times now that you just don't like actually no it's well, really you- weird here in boston i know that we do have a somewhat metal scene but for some okay. reason i or they don't get picked up on the packages that we see mm-hmm. so yeah. i don't have any bands that i get tired of do you have any oh yeah we have one in columbus it's every show i go to they're never even on the lineup they just pop up randomly in between uh someone's set they try to do metalcore but they try to make it a panic of the disco song metalcore sure it's really bad to be a part of. <laughs> I gotcha. But yeah, I thought it was a good show. I would recommend once again that anyone who likes pop punk, alt rock, you know, all that kind of shit, Bayside is a staple and they're just always fucking good. Yeah, I'll have to check them out and get back to you next week. No, for sure, man. I can send you some more specifics, but okay. they are definitely, definitely worth seeing not only live, but then also going through their entire catalog for sure. Okay. But yeah, man. That was my show. I have, well, by the time people hear this, I will have gone to see Picturesque, Secrets, and Slaves. And then I also have the I Hate Heroes tour, friend of the show, okay. as we will announce later on. But they are going out with Call It Home, which I mentioned you know, on the show before, as well as in the conversation, which we'll get to. But they are going out starting this week. So if anyone can make it, that'd be great for that. Also, Friend of the show, Take the Fall and Morning in May. They're also going out in October. I will hopefully be going to see that. Friend of the show, Funeral Portrait is also out as well. I'm just going to a ton of shows. Now, remember we talked about how summer was very, like the end of summer was very bad. Now everything is coming at the same time. So I have a ton of shows to go to. I could have three technically by next time we record. Nice. Um, Thursday, like I mentioned last show, is the Hail the Sun, Fall of Troy, and I'm leaving. I'm not watching Sean. Um, <laughs> right. Friday, I, I I have tickets. I'm going to see a little bit of a throwback band here, a little bit of Red Jumpsuit Apparatus to see what oh, they're up to. Nice. Yeah. All right. And um, Sunday would be that same tour you would see, would be the picturesque uh, Slaves and Secrets. Right. No, that's good, man. And by the way, make sure you go up and say hello to picturesque while you're there. Yep. And in other tour news as well, I think we have mentioned it on the show before, but Suicide Silence is doing their 10-year anniversary tour for The Cleansing, and their support is Upon a Burning Body, Winds of Plague, and Slaughter to Prevail 
as well as a band called Prison. Now, I haven't heard of Prison before, so I have to check that out. That's a bad band name. Yeah. (laughs) Is this another one where there are probably tons and tons of them? But then lastly, I guess, and I'm not exactly sure if this is our style or not really, but Breaking Benjamin has announced that in the fall, they're doing a strictly acoustic tour across the U.S. I doubt I'll make it, but good to know. (laughs) To be honest, I might go. Really? I've been a fan of Breaking Benjamin since the beginning. Like, I remember seeing them as an opening band, like as a band no one knew. So there's something about them. I think they're very talented lyrically and melodic wise. Like, I think they really do well with melody. Okay. At least for those type of like rock alt bands, you know, like that radio rock band. I think they're probably one of the best. Yeah. I don't know if I want to see an acoustic tour exactly. I wish they'd mix it up a little bit. That is true. That's really the only thing holding me back. If it was Breaking Benjamin just doing, because they're actually doing a small venue compared to what they normally do. Oh, that's, that's I like that. Yeah, I think that's the thing. You know, if they were doing their full band set there, I think that would be awesome. But this is also something just to be like, hey, I remember seeing Breaking Benjamin in small venues. Now they pretty much only do like fucking stadiums and shit. Now they're yeah. coming back to do an acoustic tour. You know, it's kind of fun. I'd consider going if it was someone else maybe buying my ticket and they said, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> sure. I can understand that. But yeah, I figured it was worth the announcement anyways. Yeah. Well, I think on that note, we are all set with tours. So now it is time for a breakdown from the past. Here we go. All right, breakdown from the past time. We've left the whole Jackson era behind us. <laughs> we are getting this right. Everyone's going to do well. So Dave, what do you have for a breakdown from the past? I have a band called Schoolboy Humor. All right. Um, They were popular. I think their latest release was maybe, maybe like 08 or 09. I also had this on my MySpace, like I said last week, for a long time. The track is called Remedy of Love. I found it on YouTube. I don't know if you can find it many other places. All right, here it is. Yeah, that has MySpace era written all over it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So two for two. Yeah, not bad, man. Not bad at all. All right, so I passed. Let's hear yours. (laughs) Yes, we'll see if I fail. So my band is a band actually that had relatively large popularity, I would say, at least for the scene. 
and it's a band mm-hmm. called Dr. Acula. Oh, gosh. You get it? You get oh, it? yeah. I've listened to this. <laughs> yes. Dr. Acula was a band from Long Island, New York. They had, I think, maybe, was it five albums? Oh, or six? More than you would think. <laughs> yeah, it's like five or six albums. And they started around mid-2000s or so. Okay. And I originally thought that the name of the band came from a Scrubs episode. But then I looked it up, and it might be from an old Mitch Hedberg joke. But I don't know which one came first, the Scrubs episode or the Mitch Hedberg joke. That's a weird Google question. So It is. I probably should look it up. But I always like <laughs> that was, if you know Scrubs, that was JD's vampire play, where he okay. was a doctor that was a vampire. So then it's Dr. Acula Dracula. So okay. get, it? get it, people? Oh, look, I just probably <laughs> broke the fourth wall for tons of people that didn't understand <laughs> <laughs> the, the joke there but yes it is dr acula and yeah they are a deathcore band that also you know put a little metalcore in but really it's mostly on the deathcore side but i always like them no matter how crazy they got and i wish i'd had a chance to see them live so at least they get a breakdown from the past yep so i'm gonna play a track strictly because of the title because i always love this it's called welcome to camp nightmare which was a playoff of the Goosebumps book. Yeah, I had the book. Yep, so how can I Uh not play this? Here it is, Welcome to Camp Nightmare. An actual lyric in that track was slit your throat and watch you curl up and die. <laughs> Creative. <laughs> exactly. I love their imagery. So, so nice. So crisp, you might say. Yeah. Well done. I think we got two good breakdown from the past there. And I think, man, I don't know. I'm worn out. I'm sure you are. I think it's time to end the show. That'll do. All right, man. Here we go. All right, Dave, it is time to pass the mantle on to you. Do that thing you do. All right, guys, you know what they say. Just don't be a dick. Uh, (laughs) Subscribe, like, subscribe again, and make sure you subscribed again. (laughs) The YouTube thing, that's really important, too. True. Uh, Subscribe. There's a chance we'll be doing some giveaways eventually. There's a chance. There is a chance. Um, So more followers, more likely this will really get going, so... Who doesn't want a free ticket to a show or a free merch or whatever it would be? So 
be on the lookout. There you go. And yeah, I just have a couple of announcements. First of all, I have been on nonstop travel. So it has been very rough on me, rough on my voice. I think I am also going to the dentist tomorrow and getting something done. So hopefully that doesn't affect things too much either. But there is just a ton of stuff going on. So I don't want to make excuses, but if I seem a little bit off, that's probably why. Uh, So I just wanted to say that. And then also that has kind of affected how I'm able to get people on Ian Hates Conversations. So that's why I'm not busting those out every fucking week like I was doing before. So it's not going away or anything. I just have to schedule things out to make sure that we can take care of that. So just be aware of that. But there is a brand new Ian Hates Conversations that went out a couple of days ago. It's with the great band I Hate Heroes from PA. They are about to go on a large tour, as I mentioned before, in tours. They are going out with Call It Home, and they are doing a whole East Coast thing from the East Coast down to Florida. It should be a great tour, great group of guys, and I think you'll really enjoy the conversation. They're going to have brand new music coming out soon, plus they're going out on this tour, so it was pretty cool to get a chance to speak with them about everything. I think it turned out very well to have all the band in one room around one phone and to have that actually come out sounding good. I think worked out very well. So make sure to check that out. I hate heroes. Go support them. Yeah, for sure. I really enjoyed that one with all of them around the phone. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) thank you very much. Yeah, I think they're good guys. I am going to hopefully go to their show on Sunday because they're going to be in Brockton, Mass. And I will be wearing my Liverpool stuff and we'll kick around the soccer ball, as we mentioned on that conversation for people who have listened. So keep an ear out for that. Go listen to it. Support the guys. They deserve it. Also, like Dave said, we have the YouTube channel, which is in the links. Once again, I want a custom URL for that. So if you subscribe, once I hit a certain amount of followers, then I can go ahead and do that. And we can start putting a bunch of content on there for everyone. Because I know a lot of people just like putting YouTube on in the background. So why not do it with the show? Yeah, I for sure do that with YouTube all the time. So I can see where that would be very handy. Absolutely. And then on another note, We are doing some more Ian Hates movies. Just like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I saw it. And now I will be Uh doing two shows. One with Gray Sorensen of the band Charlatan because we both love the book and we've seen both movies. So we'll be talking about that. And then also Kelly, who has not read the book, she is going to see the movie. And we're going to do a movie review with no book spoilers. So look forward to that. It'll be interesting because I have a lot to say about it. So we'll definitely get to that for sure. And I think really the last announcement is I did open a Patreon. So if you would like to support the show, which would help me put even more into these shows, you can go to patreon.com slash Ian Hates. The links are also in the description of the episode. And really just share this with your friends. Like, we already have tons of people listening to the show, but it's still, why would we not want more? Like, if they enjoy music, if they enjoy movies, if they enjoy interviews, we have the shows for them. Why not take advantage of it? This is all for free. Yep. So, Dave, thank you very much once again for joining me. I look forward to next week. Maybe I'll be on my game a little bit more, and (laughs) we'll go from there, all right? 
All right, but I think you need to be a little bit more honest with the uh, with the listeners. Your voice is going out due to the new used and sleeping with siren tracks. You've been building them out all day, <laughs> all week, all week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do it just you know. I use this fake personality on the show, but I really love all that music. So that's all I'm doing, yeah. just constantly. And then I'm like, oh wait, got to get into my Ian hates persona. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, you're absolutely right, Dave. So why don't you share your final words with everyone? Guys, don't be a dick. And I will leave you the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. So goodbye to you, Intention is you. This is your deserved song. So I'll write for you. should know your meaning. You're the Oh